Hello everyone, welcome back to Bristol Youth Work Podcast, brought to you as always in partnership with Bristol Youth Ministry Network and Muller's Bristol. My name is Mike Wayne, and it's a joy to welcome you to Series 2 of the Bristol Youth Work Podcast, where we speak to people involved with youth work in and around Bristol, hear their experiences, their stories, see what they've learned from their time working with young people, and discuss any bright ideas or resources we might have. Thank you so much to anyone who listened to or featured on the podcast in its first series. It was a lot of fun, a lot of wise insights shared. Um, all of those episodes are still available, so go and check those out if you haven't. But as we head into the second run, we've got more of the same. Great guests, great conversations, great ideas and great resources to support you, whether you're a youth worker or not, to encourage you and to um, have a bit of fun along the way. Today's guest is Joe Cook who is the Youth Minister at Woody's in Bristol. And we're going to be chatting about all things youth work, life in lockdown, and what Joe has learned from his time working with young people. Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm right. Thanks. Um, yeah, plodding along, lockdown life. But um, no, doing good, thank you. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Are you learning any tips and tricks from the first two lockdowns that are helping you this time around? Um, I think, oh man, I think for me, uh, like yesterday, it was crazy. I, 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 um, I kind of did my normal day and um, I just wasn't feeling great. And obviously, you know, doing all the, trying to do the spiritual stuff, right? Like prayer do that and I was still just not feeling great. And then anyway, yeah, I'd, I just went for a little run and I was like, oh my goodness, this feels so much better. So I think for myself, man, yeah, exercise is huge and um, I, yeah, just trying to go for runs and stuff really genuinely impacts kind of my mental health and how I feel. So that's a little, like, I guess, you know, it's probably, probably similar for a lot of people, but for me, it's, um, yeah, that's been huge during lockdown to, yeah. to get out and do exercise and, and all of that. So yeah, massive. Yeah, for sure. I think it's um, yeah, it's been a really interesting time to see how people kind of what strategies people come up with to to help themselves and to kind of help it and support one another, particularly with mental health. Yeah, um, yeah. Are you you a fan of the cold weather running? Does it bother you too much over winter? Are you out there in the snow? I prefer it, actually, to be honest. Oh, maybe not snow yeah. actually. Maybe not snow. But when it's like a cold, crisp, like not rainy kind of, which obviously you know. Those combinations don't come along very often in Bristol, but um, they, when, when those combinations come along, I really love it. Cause sometimes when you're running in summer, it can just get really like horrible and sweaty, but in the winter, it's like, oh, it's lovely. I, I really like it. Um, stick yeah. stick a podcast on Bristol uh, Bristol Youth Work Podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely listen to stick a podcast on and, and go sort of thing. But um, yeah. Nice. And have you been um, have you been spending time in lockdown learning new skills? I know a lot of people have tried to take this last year as like a opportunity to to develop things or like watch new things or read new things. Yeah, yeah, I've been reading actually, um, but yeah, I read I read a decent amount before, but I definitely read a lot. I've, I've just got through. Um, I love I love autobiographies. Um, I don't mm. know why. I've never been one for a novel. Um, but I love autobiographies and I, I love them. Um, I love Barack Obama's books and I've just 
plodded my way through his um kind of newest one and I love stuff like that I love autobiography so yeah that and to be honest uh a, a guilty pleasure of mine is uh PlayStation <laughs> and <laughs> I bought a PlayStation um oh yeah maybe a few months ago now actually and uh just with my housemate and some some friends uh like some of my friends at university genuinely like some of the only ways I can with them is through PlayStation I know that sounds yeah. bad but um, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, um, yeah, um, yeah. Without meaning to sound too labby, <laughs> I think uh, uh, the PlayStation is, is, has been great. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's an amazing tool for yeah, connecting online, playing with people all over the world. You can, yeah, chat to they say maintain friendships and stuff and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, particularly times like this when we're more isolated, something like that's a real blessing. Yeah, I think I found with some of my uni friends, I just found it. Um, uh, I think, like, the, the guys that I live with and things like that, they, they're never particularly forthcoming kind of people and would never particularly, you know, go out your way to call... They would never, like, go out their way to call you or, like, I think just maybe just... Yeah, for whatever reason, I've just found, like, actually, PlayStation has that great combination of just kind of, like, being um, a quite nice kind of connection point for my kind of, uh, for, for my friends at university and uh, keeping in touch with them and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, outside of outside of youth work in in kind of regular times, what sort of stuff do you like to get up to? You obviously already mentioned running and PlayStation. That's two <laughs> two ticked on the list. But if you've got time for other bits, yeah, how do you like to spend your time? Yeah, big big football fan actually. <laughs> Just okay. to sound even more laddy. Well, give me <laughs> major. Uh, no, um, yeah, I, I play football for um one of my uh, church's teams. Um, which is great actually. Um, mix of church people, non-church people um, takes up actually quite a lot of my time. Get kind of um, being involved with that quite a lot, and so yeah, love football. Uh, watch the odd game if I can. Um, uh, I've got into cycling as well during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to buy it. Well, got a second-hand bike, which is great off this guy called Graham <laughs> on gum <laughs> on gum tree and it was actually really nice, Graham. Um keep in touch actually. Uh so he was like his it was like his beloved bike or something and he he, uh, he tore his ACL and so couldn't cycle. Mm. Yeah, so um anyway, uh so go on to cycling movies. Love yeah. a movie. Um yeah, um not I've not like too much but I like watching a movie Sometimes, you know, when you're just like, oh, when you've been on screen all day, what you want is more screen. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've, uh, yeah, been watching movies. I, I live in a, um, I live in a community house um, of uh, about 17 other people. So um, that takes up a lot of kind of free time as well, which um, is great. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had um, Lorna Savage uh, on the podcast oh, before, yeah. and she was she she was uh, at one point running a community house, and she was talking about community living and kind of the pros and cons. Is that something you'd done before you before your current situation? Uh, so actually, I lived in Lorna's house for about a year, 
Um, oh, it, was great. Ju- it was just as Lorna had moved on. Uh, and then I moved in here about, uh, well, about uh, November time, really. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, um, I'd heard about it a lot because um, for for Woodlands group of churches, community houses is, um, it's not, well, you know, it's just something that they're quite, they're a, a kind of passion of the kind of a few of the leaders of the church. And, and so I think, it's really great for me because it challenges some of my kind of like, uh, I guess my like kind of some of my selfish tendencies. And um, I think it's taught me a lot about uh, living um, outwardly and kind of my private life and um, and stuff like that. So it's been a massive learning curve for me uh, in a really mm. good way. Um, yeah, I'm sure Lorna talked talk a lot more eloquently about it. I don't know. It's good. Yeah, good. And it must be a real strange experience, particularly in lockdown. I mean, for many, it's they're on their own or there's one other person, maybe or with a family or something. But to be in a, mm. a community living situation at this time must be a whole other experience. Yeah, man, it's, it is, it's extraordinary. Like, um, there's so many wonderful things about it. And just, um, yeah, being able to worship as well with like that many people and just being able to live. Yeah, it's been, it's been actually a real, real blessing for me, actually. Um, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, something I realised at the end of the first kind of series of this podcast is uh, I did an episode where my brother interviewed me and I, I told my testimony, but it took me like a quarter of an hour because I was around with the rambles. So I thought for this, uh, this <laughs> second series, what I want to do is to challenge our guests to... Um, to tell their testimony in about two minutes, how you got from where you started, wherever you consider that to be, uh, to where you are now. Um, so if you're up for that. Yeah, cool. I'll roughly... just get a quick timer up, actually. Yeah, do. Let's see how close to two minutes you can do. I genuinely will try and do it in two minutes. Um... It's a skill. It's a real skill to try and <laughs> condense, like, potentially your whole life down to that amount of time. But Yeah, I remember when I, when, I, when I first became a Christian, I went to this thing and it was like, Oh, you have to do your elevator pitch, your like to become a Christian or something. And I don't need you to become a Christian. Didn't really know my testimony. I got completely overwhelmed, but I think I'm ready for it now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Shall I go for it? Yeah, have a go. All right, nice. So, uh, yeah, so uh, grew up in a in a kind of Christian powerhouse home. Really, um, uh, my mum and dad were involved in leading kind of a camp festival thing, and um, my brother and sister were like massively involved in church and um, massively set the tempo for my life of just um, being involved in kind of church life really and um, and, and loved it growing up. Um, I think a couple of things really impacted upon me a lot um, and kind of impacted my relationship with God and, and it was actually two kind of things that were different. One was my dad was quite severely ill growing up with um, a really rare heart condition. Um, he has a, a work, sorry, a, a record at Southampton Hospital for the amount of times being brought back to life after his heart had stopped. Anyway, uh, crazy, but all from a childhood yeah. really. And also I actually just had a massive heartbreak, um, which completely rocked me. And I think just made me um, a quite hard shelled person and, and didn't really, have any emotion at all um positive or, or negative and 
um, I think, struggled with, with knowing God in that way. Anyway, um, and I wouldn't have probably called myself Christian, to be honest. And then um, I went to this Christian kind of event put on by my school just to check it out. Um, obviously, still had links with my family and things like that when I was about 15, that's what I was in. A guy called Mike Pilavachi spoke, and he, he spoke about Jesus in a way in which I was like, oh my goodness, like that, I want to know this Jesus, <laughs> and it sounds amazing. And anyway, I actually kind of, Mike prayed for me at that night, and I got to know him, uh, and kind of kept in touch, uh, and I did an internship with him, and we kind of travelled the world, and I dealt with some of the stuff that I was really holding uh, in my life to do with that kind of being quite hard and um letting God in and things like that and um yeah and then kind of uh, reluctantly really got into church ministry and church leadership never particularly thought um oh, this is my yeah, but it just kind of came about and now I absolutely love it um but to be honest it was never the plan it's just like God always wanted me to do it and I was always like no 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 but um but I absolutely love it now and um yeah, kind of went to university and, and then kind of got into youth ministry from there, really. Um, that's two and a half minutes and, and I'll yeah. stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's good. And already you can tell by everybody listening, there's so much more to unpack from all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, brilliant. <laughs> it's a good effort there, two and a half minutes. I've got no thoughts <laughs> with that. Um, just want to pick up on a few things from, from what you shared yeah. in a little bit more detail. Uh so you, it sounds like you grew up in the Southampton area, is that right? Sorry, uh, like like Bournemouth, actually. I didn't say that, did I? Um, yeah, kind of in Southampton, yeah, but but Bournemouth, yeah. Um, my my family moved out to London from London, um, and yeah, grew up in Bournemouth. Um, so loved it by the beach. Um, lived literally a couple months from the beach, so um, I miss that now. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice. And then, and you were saying about your school putting on an event. Was that something you uh, kind of was a particularly developmental thing for you as a as a young man? Like, yeah, an opportunity. I, I mean, so, so I, I I originally wasn't involved with it at all, and I just saw it. Um, I just saw it. My, my friend, my Christian Union. It's amazing, actually. My dad was the is the kind of director of the sit form at the school, and has always kind of um, it's a completely non Christian school. Um, um, comprehensive kind of academy and um, but for some reason there's always been kind of a well for the last kind of like 10 years there's been a really thriving kind of Christian community um, and the school put on this kind of outreach event um, and invited Mike to come down and loads of people's friends became Christians and so I then got involved with uh, once I kind of became Christian I got involved with um, this event and um, called the project in Bournemouth, and it's still running now. Actually, that was really my first kind of um, my first kind of taste or or kind of um, entry really into into youth work, into church life, and um, I um, I led kind of the, the 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 group, the Christian Union. I led the kind of hosted the evenings, and as kind of sixteen year old. Um, and it was actually quite nice, <laughs> but yeah. I loved it. And um, yeah, so that's how, yeah. And did that, do you think that shaped your, how do youth work now? Like looking back on those days as it, when you were a young leader yourself and involved with stuff? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. So I think them the whole the, the whole passion for me as a as a kind of as a sick former at this point, like seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, was my my whole heart was just like kind of like how can we bridge the gap between church and and schools and um I think not not necessarily because I thought oh, I I love the church or the church is amazing, but just because I wanted my my mates to follow Jesus and um. And so that was kind of what the, the that event was about. It was like, how can we show that kind of Christianity is relevant today and how can we um, let our friends know about Jesus in a way which is kind of relevant to them and can speak into their lives? And and, and obviously Mike was great for that because he was so kind of, he was quite funny and he, he, used, he literally just used to come and tell jokes for like 20 minutes and then do like, a really poignant story and then people became Christians and it was just um it's it's just a really great time actually for me and learning and um yeah it's great yeah amazing and then yeah. to go off and do the internship with Soul Survivor um or at the, yeah. at the church or how was that I mean growing up myself and most of my Christian experiences as a young person were going to Soul Survivor Festival and in every year I'd see kind of different interns when they had the Soul 61 project and people like Andy Croft obviously came through as an intern other people developed up as as leaders um and I just thought it must be the most crazy thing to to spend a year like that how was that for you what was your experiences like yeah it was it was crazy so uh, yeah I was one of Mike's interns so there was um two others um and one joined for the last kind of few months and they're now my closest closest friends as well the interns and mike and and i'm getting married in uh in the summer and they're they're all going to be my groomsmen but i think it was crazy in lots of ways it was a year that i will just never never kind of experience again and the fact that um as a kind of 18 year old kind of still fairly new to faith just traveling the world literally just traveling all over the world um to to churches and serving churches and just learning so much about myself and about uh the church and i think it did really make me fall in love with the church i think i'd never had a particular um love i i to be honest for, for the church growing up and it was always about um, my my kind of my friends and and Jesus and and all that stuff, but I mm. think traveling the world like that and seeing churches and here there and everywhere and serving those churches, it was just like such an um, an encouraging, crazy year. And so we spent six months of the year traveling, and then six months of the year um, based at the church in Watford. Um, we were kind of Mike's last year of of traveling. At a crazy amount just because I think that year um it was just a lot <laughs> it was a lot of traveling and um I think you know for Mike he wanted to be in Watford more and so but that did mean we did, <laughs> did loads of traveling um yeah but learned so much by myself and I think I, I had my first encounter really with the Holy Spirit um that year and I had um kind of broke down loads of stuff that I was struggling with um I just, just so many kind of amazing conversations with Mike and with the other interns and oh man it fully changed my life um get a, a little bit emotional thinking about that actually but um yeah fully changed my life yeah yeah sounds like it well, yeah, what an opportunity yeah 
that seems like a good a good place to kind of leap on to the next question of uh, what's been your best youth work experience? I guess that could be in any any shape or form, but uh, is there any particular experiences you've had that stand out to you? Yeah. Um, when, I, when I was thinking about this, there, there's quite a few actually. Um, but I think my, my first weekend away at Woody's with our young people as, as Devo um, was just the most crazy uh, but like wonderful kind of weekend I've kind of ever been to. And I love things like Weekends Away and, and Soul Survivor and, and, and all the other kind of events like that where you just kind of go away and young people kind of uh, aren't in their normal context. And um, I think it can just be an amazing time for young people to be with God. But I think um, it just was like, you know, from the sublime to the ridiculous, it was a, it was a crazy weekend and like, I think um, we took about 80 young people wow. um, and I, I, it was crazy because I had been there for about, I'd been at Woody's then for about a month mm. and um, our team, our, the average age of our team was was 20 <laughs> and so <laughs> there was like these bunch of only just not teenagers looking after like kind of teenagers and for myself being quite young as well and, and kind of never leading a weekend away before it was just um it was crazy but yeah we had um we had joey mitchell uh come and do a bit of input for us and um that you know it's crazy on, on one of the evenings um seven young people gave their lives to follow jesus and it was just a really powerful weekend but it was also just mixed with loads of fun and uh kind of pranks and you know, like just the classic, like late night antics, yeah, yeah. and um, so I loved it. I love that weekend, and just particularly right now in COVID times, it's just like, oh man, that was appreciating stuff like that more more than ever. To be fair, but um, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't realise that. You know, when you take a youth work job, it was like stuff like, oh yeah, like sorting out a meal plan for a weekend away. And, and stuff like that so I remember it was just like all of our young people were just like stuffed with potato for three days and, and we got a delivery to the place of like hundreds of kilograms of potatoes um so yeah it was good good times but um yeah yeah nice I think yeah. stuff like that I think it was great definitely and that's yeah it really is kind of the opposite of what we're going through now the all the benefits of having lots of time really close together with lots of young people and be able to share in that experience together. Um, yeah, I think we really, I agree, really do miss it now. The fact that even to get together as like a small group is, is so difficult and challenging now. Um, so I've had 80 young people all in one place for a weekend is a, yeah, what a great opportunity for them. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. And I think there is something, you know, there is something, I know we don't like to admit it in kind of, uh, you know, online times, but there is something so powerful about coming together and and praying and worshipping together and doing even just games together. I think, you know, we we there's we should definitely, you know, go for it with our online stuff. But I think it, there's also recognition that, yeah, it's tough and it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. So on the flip side of that, what has been your worst youth work experience? I think potentially, um, I, I think actually, to be honest, 
this moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds really bad, no, no. but I think I've found it really tough. And um, yeah. to be honest, it's been um, really hard. And um, I think for, for me, I, I, you know, going into youth ministry and being involved with that, I, my heart and my passion is to connect with young people and, and um, encourage them to get to know Jesus. And there's obviously, you know, we can do that online. But I think for me, I found that just really tough, just to be honest, mm. missing them, uh, missing our young people, missing gathering, uh, missing kind of those, you know, just those little like offhand conversations that you have with young people um, that you just, you can't really have in the same way on Zoom. And um, so to be honest, this has been the hardest, I think, so far. Um, I think there's yeah. obviously been stuff like safeguarding things, um, which, sure. again, tough, really tough and, and um, hard. But I think this is probably one of the hardest, hardest bits so far. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't be alone in in feeling that way. It's um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, such challenging times. Um, what have you what have you found has worked for you? What what have you managed to have you managed to keep going throughout? And yeah, yeah, what have you what have you learned about how you do youth work that's kind of developed over this time? Yeah, I think one thing that's worked for us as a as a youth kind of church is is. Uh, the focus on um, alongside kind of our regular stuff is on group mentoring and um, where kind of safeguarding has made it hard to connect one to one online. Um, we found group mentoring to be something that's been quite fruitful and um, gathering with maybe three young people and two kind of leaders. It's a way of kind of um, not only kind of being more effective with our mentoring in terms of numbers but also just um a way around the safeguarding stuff um and kind of um we've had you know a good amount of engagement and that stuff um so that's been that's been great group mentoring i think also just um giving myself a bit of a break from it all um and um reminding myself of what you know why i'm doing what i'm doing and um yeah my particular kind of things that i'm passionate about and what I feel like I have capabilities for and then what I don't so um stuff like social media uh, we have a wonderful um ministry apprentice called Poppy who has realized that <laughs> my ability to use social media is really poor and um <laughs> although I try um I just really find it quite boring but she loves it so um yeah. that's where we've kind of worked out um for me i find it draining to to post things and to to do all that but um yeah but like stuff like starting a youtube channel we did that um yeah. and things like that so um i think just trying to serve our young people in in the various ways through content but also through connection um has been kind of our way around it but I think everyone's different. I think some, what works for some youth groups works for others. And for us, content, kind of putting stuff out there for young people to watch uh, has never been com that successful. And I think 
for us, um, connection has always been key. Uh, mm. So we, we've stuck to Zoom and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at people like like um, uh, Brittany at Redland Parish Church, um, I don't know if you know Britt, but the stuff she yeah. puts out on YouTube is just unbelievable. Um, and um, yeah, but that's kind of what works for those guys. And so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's so cool. I think I've been really encouraged over this season to see how other people are responding, people using their own gifts and responding to the gifts of young people and how yeah. they engage. And it's, um feels like it's been a really creative time. I think, I mean, Luke, where I spoke a little bit about this as well, kind of the use of creativity, um, because we've kind of been forced into thinking outside the box. I think it could have a really good uh, kind of long-lasting effect on how we think about youth work as we eventually go back to something looking like normal um mm. I, I hope personally that we we learn from this time as you say what well, has been for many the toughest time in youth work to to come out of it stronger for it mm. um, yeah i mean this is such a tangent <laughs> so, so <laughs> genuinely feel so free to edit this out but <laughs> i did a part economics at um at university and there's this um there's this economic theory called creative destruction by a guy called Harvey. Um, and his kind of theory was that, like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this on a youth work podcast. No, I anyway. Keep it coming. Um, that he was basically saying like things like the economy purposely kind of has to destroy itself in order for creative solutions to, to kind of come out of it and for kind of new things to develop other things kind of, have to be destroyed to kind of lay the foundations and I'm not saying that's kind of what's happening with youth work but I think it has what has happened is there's been um a real kind of need to to get outside of our box and to get outside of what feels comfortable and to to maybe serve our young people in ways in which we don't find particularly kind of self kind of uh, like self like enjoyable or yeah and and that's hard but I think yeah it's yeah. needed yeah no that does make that makes a lot of sense I think that's really good uh, as you think about the future of youth work uh, short term and long term what do you see coming out uh, do you think we're yeah as, as kind of going from this point forward what do you see as being the future of youth work? Yeah, I, 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 um, I listened to one of the previous podcasts with Luke Wareham, and I think uh, one of the things that he mentioned, which which was what I, I would say to this, is that, you know, we do have a bit of a crisis on our hands with, with mental health and well-being. Um, and we had that before the pandemic, to be honest, and that's only going to be exacerbated. Um, and so... I think that's going to be a massive focus for a lot of kind of youth groups. Um, and I know things like King Kintsugi Hope um, run kind mm. of wellbeing groups. Um, but I think that's going to be, that's going to be huge. And um, how we as kind of youth workers tackle that is going to be really important. Um, uh, and I think also just uh, for me, um, climate, uh, climate change <laughs> yeah. how we how we engage as the church and as um kind of youth uh church with climate change could could um 
be huge and it could really impact how young people see the church um, and mm. how uh, how well the church serves, serves um, the world. And so that's one thing that I really want to think about going forward is um, how can we create spaces where young people can kind of engage with this stuff in, in the context of church and how can we as the church um, serve young people in, in giving them a platform for this kind of stuff and I mean it's quite I'm quite lucky that um, being kind of involved in Diva and Woody's there's already that kind of heart for that sort of stuff but yeah um, I know Tear Fund have a big report coming out on the importance of um, kind of on of climate change on young people's participation in church um, and that's coming out I think on Wednesday and I think general consensus is if the church doesn't engage with this issue well that's going to affect how young people see the church for, for generations um yeah um so i think that's huge um and i think there's obviously just been such a such an increased use of of media at this time like we were literally just discussing and um i think one thing that's come out of it for me is just the importance of connecting with young people where they're at and that is on social media that is on instagram and and tiktok and all of those places and so i think yeah connecting with young people where they're at i think for me i'm I'm involved with um woodlands kind of services as well Mm -hmm. um and there's i'm constantly trying to think what what are young people how do young people engage in a church service apart from anything else and how can we um change or adapt or think about our church service to, to serve young people in, in a kind of way that on an online platform. Um, so, yeah, I think, but also w- within the kind of media stuff, it's like, I do think the importance of community and connection will remain. And I think linking some of kind of the first thing we talked about, about mental health is just like yeah. that again, reminding that um reminding ourselves that you know as as youth workers as as youth groups um community is going to be so important and is so important in kind of dealing with with the kind of impacts of um covid and and all of that and so yeah i think there's there's lots of challenges but i think um like i was saying it's kind of we've been shaken up a bit and I think um, it's encouraging like you said to see how people are engaging with all of this stuff Um, and yeah Yeah. it's good Amazing Joe thank you so much for for chatting with me today it's been really interesting lots of wisdom shared Uh, really glad to hear stories Uh, before we go is there anything you'd like to plug anything you've either found useful yourself any resources or anything like that or things you're involved with you want to share with people yeah um so, so things i'm involved with uh, i think like a few other people probably on this podcast i don't know if they've mentioned it but um i think the mix um is a wonderful wonderful thing um i'm involved in the team there and um i think just the the passion to serve young people across the city um is so important um at this time and so to do get involved with that if you're listening you're a youth worker or a young person um it's, it's good it's good to 
I guess, kind of serve the, the city through something like the mix. Um, yeah. For me, just like general podcasts um, I listen to as well. It's just, I, I love the Gravity Leadership podcast. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. Um, it's, it's a really good, uh, I would recommend getting onto the bottom because they've done a lot of stuff now. But it's people like Greg Boyd from um, a, a Church in America. And it's just great. They have some great stuff on um, kind of theological maxims and, and things like that. And I've found that really encouraging. Also stuff like this cultural moment, how we engage with um, uh, kind of um, culture at this time, um, I found really helpful. But yeah. Um, Nothing of my own particularly to play. <laughs> no, it's good. I don't do a lot. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I'll um, I'll link I'll link the, both the mix site and um and the yeah. podcast in the in the notes. Great. Uh, when this gets published, so uh, yeah, check all those out definitely. And um, yeah. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Thanks Great. for having me, guys. No, thank you, Joe. Take care, and um, all the best for the wedding yeah. in the summer. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <We hope. laughs> yeah. Cheers, mate. Cheers.